before screenings. And we thank everybody who pitched in so magnificently yesterday in the pouring to make a, a, a very special day for the church as we invited people in for food, for uh, our craft and vendor fair. And thank you all so very much for participating and supporting us. Uh, we have, uh, Paul is going to offer us one announcement, and then I'm going to offer one more. Good morning. Good morning. Just one short announcement to remind you, on June 1st is the Strawberry Festival, which is from 11 a.m. to 7 p.m. That's Strawberry Shortcake. At least the same strawberry festival. So come on out, have a, have a good strawberry shortcake, the best in town, and uh, tell everyone about it and you know, share the news. Thank you, Paul. Uh, Joseph, could you kick it over to the next slide? Thank you. So this Tuesday, I am representing our church at a discussion about faith and science. We will have a representative from the Amadea Mosque up the street from the synagogue downtown, and the three of us are going to be talking about the relationship of faith and science. Thank you. Um, there is a UMW meeting after worship today, and also bake sale on the table is 50% off. So if you want to have a baked good, let us know. We also have plants for sale, just so you know. Okay. Right, they're along the side of the church. Very good. Please be seated. Would you pray with me, please? God of light and love and truth and joy, we thank you for the day of Pentecost when you set the disciples of Jesus on fire in your Holy Spirit. And we thank you that 2,000 years later, you still invite us in God's Holy Spirit to be your church in Christ. And so may the words of our mouths and the meditations of our hearts be acceptable unto thee, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer, either through us or in spite of us. Speak to us, thy people, we pray. Amen. Amen. Happy Pentecost! This is the birthday of the church. Happy birthday, dear church. Happy birthday, dear church. Happy birthday, dear church. Happy birthday, dear church. Amen. Isn't that wonderful? You know, when we remember that the people that followed Jesus didn't just follow Jesus. They started to proclaim Jesus as God to the world, just like we were doing here. It's the beginning of the most amazing journey of faith in human history. A journey that's lasted now for almost 2,000 years. You, and me, and everyone here, and every person around the world who proclaims their faith in Jesus Christ as God's church on earth, we are all part of something that was born on Pentecost. God's Holy Spirit invites us not only to remember these fires of the Holy Spirit that transformed the disciples of Christ. We are invited to be fire makers for Christ like them, helping God to set the world afire for Christ 
in God's Holy Spirit. I love the Holy Spirit. And I hope you do too, amen? Amen. The longest season in our Christian year, Pentecost, starts today, a season of faith that's dedicated to being the church in God's Holy Spirit. In Christmas, we experience God the Creator coming to earth in the birth of Christ. And then in Easter, we experience the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus the Christ, the source of our salvation and of our Christian hope. And now, in Pentecost, we experience life as God's church and God's Holy Spirit, uniting us with God and God's world. The Holy Spirit rocks the house of Christ. Amen? I love the Holy Spirit, but I have to be honest, I'm not always sure that all of today's churches love the Holy Spirit. Some tuck the Holy Spirit away as if the leaders of the church own it, and they only let people peek at it under close supervision. And others pour on the Holy Spirit like barbecue sauce at a cookout, and they make faith spicy, but not always full of the love that really transforms God's world and God's people. And others think that the Holy Spirit is good, but seem to say, please, don't make it too hot. Can't we just sing a few nice hymns and then go home? What kind of church are we with the Holy Spirit? That's up to us, really, right? My sign outside this week says, this church is on fire. Well, you're the fire folks, so it's up to you to show the world just how much this church is on fire in God's Holy Spirit. You are the fuel. You are the ones who are to be sent out into God's world, shining warm light into the people who need it. You're the ones who are supposed to be called by God to build fires of faith that burn so brightly that people will come from miles around to see what it's all about in this church. You are God's church in Christ. And if you don't burn for God and God's Holy Spirit, then who will? As we look at today's reading from Acts 2, we can see that in the very first Christian celebration of Pentecost, it took a lot to make a fire faith that can become a vital church. A church that transformed lives, not just in the four walls there, but outside of those walls. First of all, there's a recognition that the embers of the old way of faith just won't do anything. Pentecost was a joyful Jewish harvest festival called Shibboleth. And it celebrated God giving the Torah, the law of Israel, to God's people. But under the oppression of the Romans, there wasn't much joy for them. The embers of their faith were becoming dead ashes. And the light of God's living world, word was going cold. So, lesson number one in faith fire building. Don't expect your embers to become fire magically. If your church's faith fuel is spent, it's not going to allow the Holy Spirit to keep you warm for very long. Pretty soon you'll just be blowing ashes into the wind. If you want to keep your church warm and bright in God's Holy Spirit, you have to be dedicated 
to getting more fuel for its fires from our worship, our Bible studies, our faith groups, our prayers, and our church missions. This is why God came to us in Jesus Christ. Jesus wanted God's story to set everyone on fire in faith. And so Jesus trained his followers not just to warm the world in God's love, but to fill it with the light of new faith in new people who came to believe that Jesus was God's word. The second lesson in faith fire building that comes from Acts 2 is to start small. If you take a huge log and you put a match on it, it's not going to burn for very long, if at all. No, big fires start with small piles of tinder, tinder that's shaved away from a bigger piece of wood. Jesus whittled away from Israel 12 apostles to lead God's church and 70 more people to help them. These followers were still made of the same stuff of Israel, but shaped by faith to be transformed together. Big fires of faith start with small, dedicated groups of believers prepared by God for transformation, leaving lots of room for God's Holy Spirit to feed the fires of faith. Our Methodist faith groups are similar to the small groups that were the backbones of God's first churches, as they were in the original Methodist movement. World-transforming faith starts in small groups, inviting God's light to shine in them. One more. Thank you. The third lesson on faith fire building from Acts 2 is to add wind and sparks to your tinder. If your faith life is just filled with the same old, same old, without any sparks, and you don't make room for the Holy Spirit to enter your hearts with others, then you're not going to have the warmth of faith for long. lesson on faith fire building from Acts 2 is to add wind and sparks to your tinder. If your faith life is just filled with same old, same old, without any sparks, and you don't make room for the Holy Spirit to enter your hearts with others, then what's going to happen? You're not going to have the fire faith for long. And a church aligned in faith doesn't have a consumer faith taking what they want and then leaving. Those people have a faith that allows God to consume them together in the winds of the Holy Spirit so that those sparks of magical moments in worship, mission, fellowship, and prayer can ignite the light of God's love and insight so brightly that your heart will light up. And then the whole of your faith group can light up and the disciples of Christ gathered on that Pentecost to sing joyfully together and praise the living word of God that had come to them in Jesus Christ, so that those sparks could fire out 
in galore, like galore, waiting to be set on fire by the Holy Spirit's wind. The fourth lesson in faith fire building from Acts 2 is to add more fuel quickly once your tinder is on fire. The winds of the Holy Spirit set the followers on Jesus, set the followers of, of Jesus on fire in a little private room in Jerusalem, speaking in languages from all over the world, words that flowed out into the streets. And the people on the streets heard not only words, they heard that the power of God was at work in those rooms. And they felt the heat of God's Holy Spirit. And they were ready to be set on fire. And so Peter went from that room outside right away into the streets. And to start proclaiming to strangers that God's Holy Spirit was at work in the followers of Jesus. Ready to set them on fire in Christ too. So we start in our small faith groups. But these faith groups don't have enough fuel to keep our fires going forever. They exist to get us to get ready to set others on fire in faith. As soon as we're ready to offer them the warmth and love and light of Jesus Christ. And finally, the fifth lesson of faith fire building from Acts 2 is to remember that a fire started well can turn just about any wood into a blazing and bright fire. A fire so strong that you can start new fires with just a single piece of wood from it. A world in which the first Pentecost set the followers of Christ on fire in God's Holy Spirit was a world that was filled with a lot of damp fuel. Many of the people in the time of Jesus had given up on soggy faith. And others were soggy with the self-centered culture of the Romans. And yet from this one tiny fire of faith on that one day, God's Holy Spirit ignited a faith movement that spread from one small group to another, one city to another, one nation to another, until the whole world was touched by the warmth and light of Jesus. It wasn't a blowtorch that set the world on fire for Christ. It was one small, dedicated group of faith builders, one fire after another, setting one another on fire in God's Holy Spirit to Christ, practicing the art of not just keeping the fires of faith burning, but growing one person to another, one generation to another, one community to another, for as long as God needed Christ to be God's church on earth. My beloved faith family in Christ, this is not just another Sunday. This is a Sunday for fire building. This is the Sunday when you commit to building the fires of faith in your hearts that first burned 2,000 years ago and say yes, not only to God the Creator, yes, not only to Jesus our Lord, our Christ, but yes to being God's church in Christ, alive in the Holy Spirit. Set a fire, not just for your sake, but for the sake of a world that needs the light of Christ more than ever. A world that needs the warming love of Christ more than ever. A world that needs the transforming healing and hope of Christ more than ever. For a world that needs the warmth, the light, the transforming power of God you are to be God's church on fire in Christ. Come, Holy Spirit.
come and make us faith fire makers who teach the world to be faith fire makers so that the whole world may be set ablaze in the light of God's glory now and forever. Happy Pentecost. Burn, burn, burn for Christ. Amen. Amen. Please be seated. It's time for the prayers of the people. When we love to lift up our joys and concerns. People who need prayers. We lift up in mourning the family of Kyla Atwood, who passed away tragically. Very recently, she was Kathy Cross's daughter. And if you want details on this, you can see, I suppose, Betty, I think, would be the most appropriate person. Or Cindy, I believe, also has details. We pray for Riley and the troubles that he faces. And we pray for Charlene and her troubles. I pray for the people of El Paso, Texas. Our U.S. Declaration of Independence says that we are endowed with certain inalienable rights. Among those are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. I make note that life comes first in that list. And I pray for people who have lost their right to life. And I pray that all of our families may be safe and in God's loving care. From our community, prayers for me and my family, also my son in the Army, Jesse Torres, for Evelyn Roman, Liz Torres, Carlos Rivera Jr., Jesse Torres, Nicholas Flanders, Moises Torres, brothers and sisters, grandkids, Kathleen Collins, Scarlett Liana, and Judith, Judith Barella, and Ramon Roman. I hope all of our prayers tonight sound a little bit like that to the people that we love and care for. And I'm so grateful for your love for one another, and for God's world. Let us pray, please. Gracious, loving, healing God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, we thank you for the light of Pentecost. We thank you for the warmth of Pentecost. And most of all, dear Lord, we thank you for the transformation that you offer us in Pentecost. Burn away everything in us that is not holy in Christ. None of us are right before you, dear Lord. We all need your righteousness. We all need your purity. And we can only find it together as your church in Christ. Be with those who have passed, especially those who have tra passed tragically. Heal the families of these losses. Be with those who are sick and wounded. Be with those who have experienced great joy 
experience the deliverance that your salvation offers. Help us to trust in that salvation. Help us to trust in your love. And believe in its power. As we pray the prayer that Jesus taught us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. Amen. In gratitude for a God that loves us enough to want to save us, that we might help save the world in Christ. May we present our tithes and offerings that God's church may grow and increase God's life in the world. You have been anointed today with God's Holy Spirit for a purpose, to transform the world in God's love. And so let us say this charge to keep together. We are calling God's Holy Spirit to be the warm and saving light of God's love for our sake and for the sake of God's world. We cannot do it alone. Let's commit to being a church set on fire for Christ, for Christ, by Christ, right now. And so, may the God of love bless you and keep you. May the God of love shine God's face upon you and be gracious upon you. And may the God of power and might and truth and redemption and grace lift up God's countenance upon you and grant you peace and power from above now and forever. And may the people of God say with lust in their hearts, Amen! Amen.